Hey guys, this is Pastor Larry Cole with Torchbearer Leadership Development, and I just want to thank you for joining me today. Uh, today I want to talk about being led by the Spirit. Uh, if you were to ask me what is missing in the modern-day church that the early church had, um, of course, they did not have a lot of the writings of the New Testament. Um, those letters had not been written yet, or they were just letters that had been sent to churches, uh, but they had not been uh, set down as canonized scripture. Um, so the early church didn't have the scripture that we have today. They didn't have all the translations, the versions. They didn't have access to it. Uh, due to lack of the printing press, and yet they still flourished. The early church was actually accused uh, of turning the world upside down. Um, how is that without um, having the word like we have it today? Well, the number one thing they had that I feel the church is lacking today is the fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Um, they were led by the Spirit. They walked in the Spirit. Uh, they valued the Holy Spirit as much as they did Jesus. They guarded the presence of the Holy Spirit um, because He was the most precious asset that they had. Friends, without the Holy Spirit, um, the earth wouldn't even be created. And then all the people that we read about in scriptures, they, they would not have lived the life that they lived had the Holy Spirit not been uh, upon them or eventually within them. Um, Jesus was led by the Spirit. Paul was led by the Spirit. Uh, Peter, he's on top of a roof and he has a vision. And after he comes out of the vision, uh, the Holy Spirit speaks to him and says, there's some men coming uh, to get you and I just want you to go with them. So he was hearing the voice of the Spirit. Being led by the Spirit is, is probably the most important thing that the church needs to obtain to make it through these last days. To be led by the Spirit, we have to be familiar with the Scripture. We have to sit down, take our time, study the Scripture, and, and I'm not talking about concordances, and I'm, I'm not talking about writings of, of giants of the faith who have written um, their view of Scripture. Friends, we've got to know a personalized, tailored revelation of the Scripture that the Holy Spirit is giving us. Let me tell you how important being led by the Spirit is. Romans 8 9 Paul writes to the Romans and he says, Those who are led by the Spirit, these are the sons of God. In the writer uh, in Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews talks about um, us refusing discipline from the Father. And he says, These are fatherless children. If we don't allow our fathers to discipline us, we are like bastards. Uh, as it says in the King James, we are fatherless. If we don't allow our Father in heaven to discipline us, to teach us, to, to show us His ways, if we're not allowing His discipleship, we're not His children. Well, the same is true about being led by the Spirit. If we are not led by the Spirit, we are not the children of God. So I think this is a huge factor that that God is, has been emphasizing for 2,000 years, but I really feel, um, especially going into 2021, 
that God is emphasizing, I need my people to be led by the Spirit. If you're not led by the Spirit, I can't take you into places and release my word from you, release my love from you, release my anointing from you. We're not seeing a lot of salvations in the church. I think it's because we're not being led by the Spirit. We're not discipling many people. I think it's because we're not led by the Spirit. So I can go on and on uh, just emphasizing this. So we know the problem, all right? If you're in agreement with me that we are not being led by the Spirit, or if we are, we're being led in a, in a low level, and we need to increase more, you're in agreement with me, then I want to give you a, a very powerful, large key that will open up your life to being led by the Spirit. So there's a scripture verse that the Holy Spirit emphasized to me a few years ago. It's 2 Corinthians 13, 14. It's the last verse in 2 Corinthians. And so I was reading through the book of Corinthians and I got to the end of the book and you know how when you get to the end, uh, you, you've read the whole thing, you've looked up some words, you've studied some things, uh, but as you get to the end, you're like, okay, Paul's just getting to the end, so uh, you find yourself reading a little bit faster. Well, that's what I was doing that day. When I got to the last verse in the book of 2 Corinthians, the Holy Spirit uh, just really emphasize that last verse and it says this the grace of Jesus Christ the love of the Father and fellowship with the Holy Spirit be with you all amen well that verse jumped off the page at, at me and and I knew the Holy Spirit was emphasizing it but when I went back and looked at it again I thought well there's really not much here it's just Paul signing off hey I've written this letter and here's my closing to the letter but I began to just stare at this verse. I began to meditate upon it. And over the next few hours, the Holy Spirit began to show me that there are three steps in this process that will bring this verse to life and that will awaken the church to be able to walk in strength in the last days. In fact, he specifically told me, he said, if you will grasp this verse, 2 Corinthians 13, 14, it will enable and empower you to walk in everything that I wrote to the Corinthians. It was the Holy Spirit who wrote um, these, the, the whole scripture in the Bible. He just gave it to men and told them to write down what he was saying. So here's the three keys. First is the grace of Jesus Christ. So what is grace? If you look it up in the concordance, it's going to say that the definition of grace is unmerited favor. Well, I like to ask the Holy Spirit, what is your definition of grace? What does it mean to you? And he spoke to me and he said, grace is a new heart. So a lot of times you'll see people that have, have a, a big task before them. They're wanting to do great exploits. Uh, but they, if they're honest, a lot of times they will admit that I just don't have the strength to do this. I don't have the resources to do it. I don't have the mindset to accomplish what God wants me to do. One way of uh, saying it is you'll hear people say, I just don't have the heart for that. How is it that some of these giants of the faith uh, John Lake, Catherine Kuhlman, Smith Wigglesworth, you know, the, these people who just shook the world in our, in our modern day. 
How is it that they were able to do that? Uh, and yet another man who just teaches a Sunday school class has a little bit of adversity and he's just overwhelmed by that adversity. Well, what that man needs is the grace of Jesus Christ. Grace is a new heart. Friends, we have got a mountain to climb before us in these last days. We have got some, some, some obstacles before us. We've got an army of darkness before the army of God. And we are outnumbered. And a lot of people are already overwhelmed because they don't have the heart to face the times ahead. So I want to challenge you today, get the grace of Jesus Christ. Well, how do I get his grace? How do I get his new heart? You get in his presence. You grab a hold of him and you don't let go. You become like, like Jacob did uh, before he crossed the river. And he, he grabbed a hold of the angel at the river and he said, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. It cost him a hip, but it gained him a name. He met that angel as a deceiver, but he left that angel as Israel. The meaning of Jacob is a, a, a deceiving one. He's a deceiver. The meaning of the name Israel means the government of God. Through that wrestling with that angel and, and Jacob persevering and not letting go till he got the blessing of the Lord, he became Israel. The government of God was upon his shoulders. He now had a level of authority that he never knew. So the grace of Jesus Christ is available. So the Holy Spirit told me, I want you to get up as early as possible every morning. I want you to worship me. I want you to go after Jesus. I want you to get a hold of him. And when you do, he will give you his grace. He will give you his new heart. He said, now, once you get a hold of Jesus and you, you feel that you've got this new heart within you that he's given you, now ask him to take you to the Father. Jesus said, no man comes unto the Father but through me. That's not just at salvation. That's every day. Jesus is the way to the Father. He gives us access to the Father. The, the, the key to getting to the Father in heaven the key to unlocking that door is to have a new heart. If we have a new heart, if we have the grace of Jesus, the new heart given to us by Jesus, we now have the key necessary to get in the presence of our Father. So we've got this new heart. We've been worshiping Jesus. Now, Jesus, take me into the presence of my Father in heaven. So I begin to give the Father thanksgiving for all that he's done for me. I'm humbling myself to him. I'm giving him praise. I'm entering his gates. I'm entering into his courts. And the Father sees that I have been with Jesus. How does he know I've been with Jesus? Because he sees I've got a new heart. But that heart is empty. So what does the Father do? But he fills it with his love. That's key number two. The grace of Jesus, the love of the Father. So the Father fills me with his love. So I've got a new heart filled with the Father's love. Uh, another way that I can translate this is the Holy Spirit showed me the new heart is like the new wineskin. Well, I asked the Holy Spirit, how old is an old wineskin? How long does it take a wineskin to get old? And his reply was, my mercy is new every morning. It's new every day. 
If you'll come to Jesus every day, he will give you his grace. He will give you a new heart. He'll give you a new wineskin. When you go to the Father, the Father fills that new heart with his new love. The new love of the Father is the new wine. So friends, we've got two keys right here to gain access to God through worship. We are getting a new heart. We are getting new wine. We are getting the Father's love. This is so important because before I got today's new heart, before I got my new heart filled with the Father's love, I was limited in my ability to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Fellowship with the Holy Spirit being key number three. Fellowship is is one of the most intimate words in the scripture. It means to sit down and to look into someone's eyes, someone's eyes and carry on a conversation with them. It means to look into their soul. It means to know their countenance, to see their countenance, to gain an understanding of their thoughts, of their emotions, of their ideas. Um, have you ever sat down with someone and you tried to tell them about your circumstances, but maybe they were so focused on something else that they, they, they were hearing you, but they weren't listening to you. They weren't understanding what you were saying. Um, Jesus told the parable of the sower and the seed, and he gave four definitions of four different hearts. The first one was the person by the wayside. The person by the wayside is the person who hears the word, but they don't understand it. So the seed never even has a chance to take root. So as we begin to go after Jesus and get that new heart, and then we go to the Father through Jesus, and he fills that new heart with his love, we are now positioned to begin to not only hear, but to listen to the Holy Spirit. We are now gaining an understanding of the things that the Holy Spirit is going to be talking about to us. And we are now being called from the wayside, those who the seed fell on their heart, but it couldn't take root because they didn't understand. The Holy Spirit's now inviting us into his presence. He's inviting us to be a part of of what he's teaching us, what he's counseling us to do. He's, he's inviting us to be a part of what he's doing. So I know this is a lot, but it's really simple. It just comes down to these three steps. Every morning, as early as possible, if you'll get up and just go after Jesus, just worship him like there's no tomorrow. Worship him as a desperate soul on this earth, realizing there are things today that could overtake me. There are things that could overwhelm me. There are things that that could draw me into sin today. I am vulnerable. Friends, the the Lord told me years ago, even even his people are walking on the edge of hell every day. We all are given opportunity every day to, to be offended, to sin, and and these things are sin that if we don't recognize them, it can it can affect our soul forever. So we've got to come after Jesus with humility and with desperation. We've got to get in his presence and we've got to believe that he's going to give us a heart, not only to face um, what the day 
holds in store for us, but as we begin to get this new heart day after day after day, we're going to find that we are growing in the Lord uh, in, a, in amazing leaps and bounds. So with this new heart, we go to the presence of the Father, we get into His presence, and He fills that new heart with His love. So now that I've got that new heart and that love, uh, not only do I have the ability to fellowship with the Holy Spirit and understand what He's trying to teach me, but now I'm seeing things through the eyes of God. Well, what do you mean? Because God is love. Because God is looking at the earth with love. Yes, there is judgment coming, but God's judgment is just His discipline. When, when God brings judgment on someone, it's not to, to damn them to hell. His judgment is to humble them so that they will realize how much they are in need of a Savior. So God's judgments are coming, but His judgments redeem. Every day until Jesus returns, God is redeeming everything that will humble itself to Him. So we are seeing through God's eyes. We are seeing through love. Now I can pray accurately. Now the requests that I am putting before the Lord are through the eyes of love. It's through a heart for redemption. It's through a desire and a longing to see all of creation come to its creator and fulfill its destiny. As a result, I can now fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Now, as I walk throughout my entire day, I'm aware of His presence. How often have you found, man, I'm, I'm four, five, six hours into the day, and I'm not even aware of His presence. I've not been aware of His presence. So as we begin to fellowship with the Holy Spirit, we're moving to greater levels of awareness of His presence. And how important is the presence of God? Friend, this is the covenant. I will be their God, they will be my people, and I will be in their midst. If you're not experiencing the presence of God, I want to challenge you. Humble yourself. Seek the Lord Jesus. Worship Him. And when you get in His presence, He is the light of the world, and He will reveal to you what has been keeping you from His presence, what's been keeping you from hearing His voice, what's been keeping you from being His disciple. He's the light of the world, and what He's revealing is the darkness that, that has stuck to us, that has stuck to our hearts, stuck to our minds, that has been a distraction away from Him. So I just want to encourage you, um, God is helping His people. He's working with His people. A lot of people don't like patterns. Um, they just like to pray and to worship. But God has put patterns in the Bible from Genesis all the way through to Revelations. He put these patterns in the Scripture to help us to make it easier for us to gain an understanding of how He works and who He is. So the grace of Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and fellowship with the Holy Spirit, this is a key that will empower His people in the last days. You are an overcomer. You are more than a conqueror. But it's only going to happen because we have the grace of Jesus Christ, we have the love of the Father, and we have fellowship 
with the Holy Spirit. Then imagine when we get, begin to fellowship with one another and we all have 2 Corinthians 13, 14 working in our lives. Folks, I love you. Friends, I appreciate you tuning in. And I'm just so excited about what God's doing. I bless you now in the mighty name of Jesus. I release healing into your body by the name of Jesus. I declare that your heart is free from all affliction, from all wounds of the enemy. I declare this day that your heart is being set free from offense, from anger, from bitterness, from rejection. I declare this day that your mind is free from every image that falls short of who God is. And I declare this day that you are filled with the love of the Father that you know His love fresh and new, and as a result, you love everyone around you and all of creation exactly the way He does. I love you, friends. Be blessed in the name of Jesus. Amen.